You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It was. I don't think it was a sweep. Didn't the it was a sweep. Up? No, it was a sweep. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Losers Lounge. Yeah. A Whoa. brutal, the roughest. Uh, this is like a bottom, I don't know, 10 Losers Lounge for sure. I mean, it's still a regular season game. Nugget's still in the whole position for the playoffs, but it just, but it's just a, a dispiriting one. A dispiriting one because it was right there. And, of course, because King Yoke did like exactly what we wanted him to do here minus just get him over the finish line but um here to talk about it. i got my friends here with me they're where? downstairs yeah they, i was they, gonna yeah, say where are they earlier. yeah they're down back behind the seats <laughs> uh but i've also got brendan vote chad is right by the way nuggets won the first matchup of the season in october so the wolves did not sweep them this year yeah take that oh uh, yeah take, take that. that out on our way out one and three hell yeah so we uh gotta fix that headline that i told kale to make um over here i've got d well, I'm worried about D-line. That was a playoff game. That was a playoff game. There we lost there. that playoff game. Mm. Uh, the bench was n- not yeah, good. Yeah, they were not to, good. Yeah, they, were, they weren't that but good. But you guys are good. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you read the comments, they're not that good. Oh, okay. Somebody <laughs> said I got a blowjob from Will Barton or something. Oh, earlier. did you really? Yeah, they're, they're, that's, where, that's where they're at. Well, he's no longer going to be able to watch the show. <laughs> Over here, I've got Superstar Dev. I mean, uh... Some of the guys chose a very bad game to have a very bad game. Even, oh, I love Did you play this way? You did, didn't you? No, yeah. RK did. RK did. Oh, thank he, God. This, this is, is the official song, oh, the, the song of sadness. This is the song of sadness. This is the song of sadness. I mean, there's so many things to get to. This show might actually run a little long, guys, because this, this is a... Now it's a bad game. Now <laughs> it's a loser's <laughs> lounge. Okay. I'm telling you, this this is... um. There's just so much. There's, this is an onion. We're going to have to peel back all of it. We're going to cry the yeah, entire way through. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe cry. I already beat mean. you to the joke, so uh, suck <laughs> well, on that one. What was your joke? I mean, it was my joke. have that teed up. <laughs> I did have it teed up. Um, do you guys want to get to the fast break breakdown? Just just do it quickly. All right. You want me to do a quick rundown I want you to of do the this fast recap break quickly. Breakdown? Could you quickly recap this breakdown fastly? Please? The Denver Nuggets getting turnovers to start this game. It was very fresh. Like Yoke came out. I mean, we wanted to know, and I want to talk about this a little bit later, but about Yoke, like just how does he approach this game? We knew Carl Anthony Towns was gonna come out, you know, trying to make a point. Jokic matched him, and now Carl Anthony Towns didn't miss, but early on I thought Yoke matched him just in intensity, meaning like he was coming out like, hey, this is a big game, I'm going to show these guys. Um, Wolves are focused. They started 7 of 8 from the three-point line. It really comes down to that stretch early on. 
after that, the Wolves made an enormous amount of threes in this game, and the Nuggets made some late. But really, it was that 7 of 8 start that set sort of the parameters for what this game was going to be. Denver was going to be playing catch-up for the whole game, basically. Uh, and it was because 7 of 8 from 3, a lot of that being Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo, who did a little bit of everything. Carl uh, Towns had 16 on 6 of 6 shooting, including Ooh. 2 of 2 from 3 in the first. But ah, he had two fouls. That's right. Jokic going at him early. Also, by the way, like... Towns' fouls, really dumb, like very undisciplined. If Yoke would have made those fouls, we would have been livid that he was not being more disciplined. I mean, they were leaning on him type stuff. It was just, it was the kind of stuff where you're like, what are you doing? Why are you crowding his it's face his right now? It's idea of big game defense. I think. Yeah, big he's, game defense is I'm going to get in you. And, and Yoke was kind of reading him nice. Like he would spin on him and, and he kind of would give a little love. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, right. you know I'm right. going to get you on that. Cat was very dumb. We should call him dog. Well, he was also... <laughs> I'll see you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) I need time to get there. (laughs) Yeah, we got to warm ourselves up to that board. Um, Forty to thirty-five Timberwolves, and um, honestly, I felt like it was a minor miracle for Denver that they were only down five after that first after the barrage of three pointers uh, that the Timberwolves opened up with. But one guy that was playing great and played great the entire time was Bones Highland. Now he didn't make all of his shots in his stat line. His his shooting wasn't great. But when you just talk about who brought it. Who today was not nervous by the playoff-like atmosphere from the intensity of the defense? This was a very physical game. Like, the tone was set early. And you ask, Bones is a little guy. Can he handle it? Tonight, are you kidding me? Him, uh, outside of Jokic and maybe Aaron Gordon for pockets, he was the most, in my opinion, up to the challenge. Now, he didn't make his shots, but he was up to the, the challenge of this in every other aspect. And then the story, DeMarcus Cousins gets four fouls in two minutes and a technical foul. That stretch to in begin two, is in two minutes. Inexcusable. And we're going to talk a lot about it, but that's what happened. Towns picked up his third. Uh, Jokic got a tech. And then Aaron Gordon had a reverse alley-oop dunk. Holy All shit. All of these things happened. The Nuggets stormed back. Like, they weathered the storm. And Jokic to close the second quarter was just, like, near perfect. Near perfect. Absolute control of everything that was going on. Um, third quarter, the Jokic takeover continued. Will Barton's takeover did not continue, or nor did it ever pick up. He had an absolutely atrocious game, probably a bottom five <laughs> game for him this season. And hide the pain. <laughs> honestly, so much of this game, especially in the third and fourth quarter, so much of this game came down to could they get the ball to Jokic? Just could they do it? And they were struggling with it. Uh, but Bones continued to shine. I'll tell you what. One of the things, and next week I got to do a list on Bones Highland and his chemistry with Yoke because he gets the ball to Jokic. So as well as anybody on the team, including Monte Morris, some of the angles he gets to passes to get Jokic in his spot are just absurd. Um, And then Jokic goes to the bench with uh, up two with one minute remaining. One minute remain, one minute and 15 seconds. Nuggets up two. How do you think that this was going to go? Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) A 13 to two run for the Timberwolves in two minutes. Two minutes. He was on the bench. He came back in. They were down 11. 11 from up to DeMarcus Cousins was atrocious. His worst game of the year. Bar none. No it's, actually, one- it's actually hard to imagine. Everything you're describing happened in four minutes and 37 seconds for him total on the floor. It literally is harder to imagine a worse game by any, any <sighs> a worse four minutes and 30 seconds. We're going to talk. I, I got to save all other my takes about Boogie. About, I got to save my other t- takes about Boogie. <laughs> One of the stories we're going to talk a lot of time about, and it really showed up in the fourth. What did, what offense did the Timberwolves run down the stretch? None. 
They no, spread yeah. them out and said, we don't need screens. Well, sometimes they'd run some, some pick and rolls, but a lot of times they wouldn't. They say, all we need to do is isolate Denver's perimeter defenders because they cannot guard us. And it didn't matter if it was Anthony Edwards, if it was Patrick freaking Beverly. God damn it. Patrick freaking Beverly. God damn it. Nobody could stay in front of them. And they just got into the paint and just kept scoring and kept scoring. Jeff Green was out for personal reasons. Um, and then, of course, the Nuggets, just, they just pulled away down the stretch. Denver ends up losing 136 to 130. They fought. On the offensive end, they fought. They got some good looks. Some guys made some threes late to kind of keep them in it. But at the end of the day, it was Denver could not, in isolation, one-on-one, keep anybody in front of them for the entire game. But it was especially true of the fourth quarter. Dev, what's your big takeaway? Let's stick to the game. Let's forget, forget the context for a second, like what it means. But just from this game, what's your big takeaway? That this was a, a game where Denver could have came out and made a statement and got right um, into a playoff form because this was a playoff like atmosphere. There was a lot on the line. Um, I feel like and really like guys shit the bed for you. Like I really feel like that's what it was. Like this was a game where you know everybody knew what it was. Denver had an opportunity to to really just close the door on you know the seating on the MVP race, on, you know, just like if they could turn on a switch. And they didn't do any of those things to give up, you know, that many points. So this team, that and your defense has been shitty, like, for a while now. I just felt like there was going to be, like, a point where somebody was going to step up and say, hey, we got you, we got your back. And they just have not done that. It just seems like there's a lot of guys operating on their own channels, and that's not what you need right now. So I just feel like... While everyone else is getting into playoff shape, Denver is not. <laughs> Definitely don't feel like Denver has some momentum going into the playoffs. Or play in to DBD. We'll get to that in a little bit. What D-line, what's your big takeaway? The bench, bro. The bench was so atrocious. Austin Rivers was minus 17 with zero points. Man. Everyone on the, the bench, if you look at it, was like minus 17, minus 9, minus 12. Like, Hmm. Got like very gaudy, bad, terrible numbers. Like, and in not that many minutes, like other than Bones, who was a plus four, right? It's wild. Like, I, I don't really like as I try and remember back and piece together what happened when the bench was on the on the floor. It was like Nas Reed hit threes, Torian Prince hit some threes. I, I mean, it just was more of the same. Nobody yeah. could stay in front, but I like I can't. It was an unmitigated disaster. Eight, seven uh, Timberwolves ended up making threes in this game, which is pretty wild. They go 19 of 40, almost 50% from the three-point line. I mean, Yo. that was a big part of this. You make, I mean, Denver made a lot late, but they still get outscored by 21 points from the three-point line, which is, I mean, in today's NBA, the team that wins the three-point battle usually wins. And the team that wins the three-point battle by, like, five or more threes, it's like all, it's 95%. So the fact that Denver almost won this game being outscored by 21 points from the three-point line is actually pretty pretty ridiculous. Vote, what's what's your big takeaway? The perimeter defense is... Yeah, that's actually mine too. Is it as bad as anyone's in the league? I mean, they, they're finding ways to win games. Not going to reverse course on, like, all of the praise. Um, but they can't stop a nosebleed. They and it's, it's really only Austin Rivers who had a bad game tonight. We'll talk more about maybe why he didn't close or whatever. But, you know, Monte, who was awesome tonight, he can't do that. Right. Will can't do that. Right. 
Davon Reed got blown by by Davon Patrick Reed could, was Beverly tonight. tonight. Yeah, he was not good defensively. Aaron Gordon, who is a forward, but in the first third of the season, he took the guards. It's been two months since he stopped a guard. There's a lot this team does well. They don't get enough credit for it. They've won a lot of games. But this is one thing where you go, that's not just the reinforcements. And even if they do come back, is that going to get better? If they, you know, I still think they're going to avoid the plan. I hope they do. If they do, you look at a first-round series and you say, that one of the first lines on, on previewing that series is going to be, how are they going to stop the other team's guards? And it doesn't matter who those guards are. So right. that's, that's where I'm at. This is my thing, too. That's actually, to me, is the biggest story. Now, there's a lot of like context stuff we're going to talk about, and there's other things that were really important. But to me, if we just look at this game, Denver just can't guard anyone. I have no confidence in them to guard. I mean, Patrick Beverly is a hustler. He plays hard. He's a defender. He's an annoyance. What he is not is a shakedown, one-on-one, right. isolation <laughs> god. Can't and tonight he was against these guys. And... I, you know, this sounds, it always sounds reactionary when you make big proclamations, especially after one game. But one, right, right, this wasn't right. just a game. This was a like, who are you game? And can you get it done? And yes, they're missing Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. Guess what? Neither of those guys are fixing your defensive perimeter containment. Like, right. that's right. Michael Porter definitely not doing that. Jamal Murray is okay at it. Like, you know, but he's so good offensively, but it's not, that's not what he's doing. I honestly think that you look at this and say, I love Bones. I love Jamal. I love Monte. I want those guys. For me, I want them to be on the team. You've got to find other guys that can guard. Right. Because those guys maybe can do an okay job. But when you get into a dogfight like this, you have to have an option out there that you say, we can go to this guy and he's going to be the guy that says, no, Patrick Beverly, you're not just going isolation into the paint. And that particular point, that particular point, <laughs> well-timed rant by me about Will Barton last episode, really well-timed. But that's the part that even someone like me, like that part I get when people look at this team and they go, hey, man, one of these guards needs to be able to stop someone. And so if that look, that's probably not going to happen this season, but down the line, because um, yeah. there are guys right now who just cannot do it. And it's not. Oh, I don't. I, I just don't know if that part's going to get any better without any roster. Groups. We can get to Will Barton now, because obviously he's a big story now. I, uh, again, like. Uh. There was a couple guys that were really bad. Boogie, to me, was the worst player, but he's a bench player. He had a lesser role. But Will Barton tonight, 3 of 12. And to your point, vote, like, he still gets the things that he does, the five rebounds, four assists, which they're not nothing. Like, he can do some things that maybe other guards can't. But tonight was a night where he couldn't score. He couldn't make shots. He couldn't get to the rim. He missed a dunk that was, we're going to talk about that, uh, maybe the biggest momentum shifter uh, in the entire, right after his that you could possibly conceive of would be like, what if you got a breakaway dunk to put you up five and instead you missed it and bricked all the way back to half court? That's exactly what happened. But to me, the thing about Barton is if you're having a bad game, he's a guy that has to oscillate between different roles. Tonight, he couldn't get the offense going. Guess what the Nuggets needed more than offense? They defense. scored 130 points. They, they needed someone to play defense. He was atrocious at that, and I think, and I'll throw it to you, Dev, I think something's going on with, with Barton. He's been bad outside of the first like 10 games of the year where he was great. He's been dis like just nothing, like neutral and bad. He's in his point right now where I honestly think something's going on with him, and I don't mean physical. I mean, like, you look at him on his face, and he looks like uh, depressed. Like, he looks like something's wrong, and he just has... But yet he keeps shooting. He keeps missing. Um, I'm, I'm honestly, like... I don't want to say there's no hope in Barton, but I just... I've never seen him like this before. Yeah, and there was, like, that uh, cryptic message that he had a while back about, you know, like, yeah. keeping it all in Utah. 
I feel like maybe that's when it all started, really. If, if you like, go we thought it was a good thing and it was a bad thing. Get, He's like, yeah, my effort is staying in. Go Utah. back to Utah and get it right. He's <laughs> like, oh, I'm never gonna try again. Yeah, <laughs> F these guys. Yeah, something happened at, at that time, but go like, back. really, his inability to do anything positive right now is like really scary for Denver because he plays so many minutes and also they need him to be what he's not being right now on both ends of the floor. Um, this was a game where he stood out, especially offensively, of taking bad shots, taking uncontested—I mean, uh, contested shots, missing the dunks, um, holding the ball for a little bit longer. All the things that you say that Barton does bad, he really did do them in this game. Um, and, and it was really like a selfish game from him. He's turning the ball over um, a lot. He really could not get himself going, and they just kept trying to, to ride him. Which like lets you know that the team does believe in him and trust in him and wants him to do well. But if you don't have it, you don't have it. And they they keep riding that and thinking that he's just gonna bounce back out of it and he's not. And then on, on the other end of the floor, it's so many things in a row. He really like it's like he's just lost defensively right now. He there's sometimes it doesn't even look like he gets back into the right. camera view. So I'm like what what are you what are you in the game for? If you can't do anything at all, what are, what are you there for? Like it can't be veteran presence. Like, you know, there's young guys on the team that's playing harder than them. Like this was a game where there's no there's no defending <coughs> what he did at all. Yeah, yeah. man, yeah, this was uh, this was rough. Like uh, Jokic was god this game. Jokic was everything he needed to be. Suppose I mean seemingly, except for somehow he rested for four minutes. I just don't. It's uh, Barton was just. I don't know, man. Like it, it was that thing where you're like everyone's yelling at Bar like the timelines mad at Barton, and normally you're like, "All right, guys, chill out." But like, he was that bad, and then yeah. he was worse, and then he was not making switches on defense, and there was getting wide open dunks, and then he was getting blown by, and then he was stepping out of bounds, and then he was missing a dunk, and then it was like, what, what? The I mean, and then he made that three late, and you're like, all right, well, I guess. I almost brought him back to it. I mean, I it know, ended up like, being just a second too those late. Two turno he only had two turnovers tonight, and they came in the worst possible. Oh. And to your point, Adam. Well, a dunk, the missed dunk is a missed shot, technically, <laughs> but it's really a turnover. Um, But to your point, like, those were, <laughs> everyone needed to be locked in. Fourth quarter, five minutes left. And he just lofted that one up to Monte as if. The defenders couldn't see him also passing the ball or might not try the to. The other day, you're saying? No, tonight. He had oh. a couple turnovers um, in the fourth quarter that were just the result of totally being checked out, you know, and a time when he needed to be in. So I, I hear you about him sort of looking like s separate from the team. Like right. mentally, he, he does look like he's going through it tonight. And uh, yeah, he just didn't do any of the things they needed him to do tonight. I mean, sports really are about players having to go into the most pressure-filled situations yeah. and seeing how they handle it. And I honestly feel like like it's not that the, this pressure, meaning this game, got to him. I'm, it just feels like an accumulation of something has like broken his spirit. Like Will Barton, for years, was like the smiling, you know, energetic sure, guy sure. Like delivering was, sermons. They're delivering sermons and post game. You could sometimes uh, you could catch him like hyping up Yoke. We'd see like during free throws or something. He'd be right. like, he can't guard right. you, Yoke. Like, like just trying to get him going. Like he's that guy. Like you look at him right now, and I mean, the camera when they get the close up on Will Barton, I'm always like, oh my god, this is this is sad stuff. Like uh -huh. it's it's true. Tonight something happened with Jeff Green. A very strange personal reason. He went out and they said personal reasons, which is weird because I thought maybe it was 
the when he got the charge. On the charge. And so yeah. I'm like, oh, personal reason is his body, but no, you would just say like, I don't but know, he got the wind knocked out of him. Yeah, the, the, he, his, his body person. was personally, yeah, his, <laughs> his body got wrecked. So that's but personally, has take some time off. That's so, fucking. But weird. him being out and Denver being as shorthanded as they were, the only thing you could do is maybe swap Barton with with Austin Rivers. But to your point. Austin Rivers, minus, o, o of three, zero right. points, minus 17. Like, zero. Exactly. Dude, that might so, be the worst stat line I've ever it seen. It really is a pretty bad one. And Bones, one. who did play well and did close, like he also shot three of 14 from tonight. Like Part of it was just yeah. a, not enough guys played well. I honestly think Bones played well. And I, like sometimes I, I, guys I, I, miss I shots, but I, it I was generally. outside of him missing shots. But like Bones, you, I think it was a lock. We're going to talk a lot but about him But missing 11 up. shots also Yo, isn't that, good. That's the thing like, where you're like, you're, oh, saying. you're like, man, this is the biggest game of the year. Like You need your veteran players. Yeah. For We've sure. been oh, there before yeah. to step up. And who do you look to first? Bones Highland, the grizzled vet, to come up and like actually carry the team. Like all these guys, like wh- like what are you guys doing, man? Like, I don't know where Will Barton goes from here. We're gonna talk Bones in the next segment, which will be a much more positive one. We usually try to like flush away the bad. This one has so many things. We'll probably some bad in the gotta call it like it is sometimes. F no, no, no. I'm away. saying like in so usually we try to get it all out. Like sure. we're, we're, oh, we have oh, more to get yeah. to in segment <laughs> the more bad. Like unfortunately, but what I'm saying is. I don't know where you go to with Will Barton right now because I've always – you guys know me. One of my things about trying to defend him is I think fans are always trying to swap people out. It's the Lakers fan syndrome. You're always, like, trying to trade for the next, like, let me get it up here. upgrade. When sports, to me, there's some of that. Obviously, in the NBA, in in any professional league, there's these trades. There's this, this or that. But there's this other part of, like, these are our guys, and sometimes it's cool just to, like – you want you? I would rather Barton be a good player than to swap Barton for a good player. If that makes sense, like I would yes. rather it go the way where it's like, hey, he, he yes. steps up. But right now, and this has been this way for a while, but this game to me was just the the nail in the coffin of like, I have zero confidence in his ability to sort of turn this around in a meaningful way from here. I, just because, like I said, it's not just that he's playing poorly; it's yeah. that he looks broken to me, and that's the part you know that's so scary. You'd be dope to trade Barton out with Jamal Murray. <laughs> That'd be fucking dope. Like, can we do that? I put that on the timeline tonight. Like, the, every tight Nuggets game down the stretch, every one of these big, like, oh, haymakers, like Anthony Edwards tonight, he's a big game player. He had a shitty game. Last five minutes, he was like, that's it. Miss. Yeah, just the players that are built for but, those. But that's what I'm saying. And Jamal yeah. Murray, is, we always have these, and yeah. I'm always like, you sit there and wonder, like, what would Jamal Murray be like in this? Oh, I'll bet you he'd be freaking dope, like, go to the next level and be hyping the crowd and talking shit. And it's just like, it, it sucks that. <laughs> the guy that was in his spot tonight it was sucks the opposite. That life and uh, basketball gods and actual regular god don't favor us. <laughs> By <laughs> the way, I I do have confidence that he'll hit some shots. It, the defensive part, I I have I'm got nothing left. I see, but that's the thing is, I don't know if I have confidence in that. Like I said, like I have confidence that he is a good enough player to make those sure, shots. I get what you're I, saying. I'm saying I think the that, look on his face tonight. Yeah, was but you loud. guys keep on bringing up the word confidence. He does not have that right. He doesn't. Now. You're right, and Dad. that's really right. been the difference with Barton because he's really good when he's in a flow, a part of the team, feels it, and he has to mentally be there and engaged. And he's not on either end of the floor, and he's not he's not getting called out. He's also not getting benched for it. He's also not coming off of the bench. Like this, maybe this is like a the moment where Malone tries to like get him going, a spark plug uh, right now going into the playoffs where you start him all on the bench next game. And it's oh. like, hey, you played so bad. You got to get yourself going in some way. You got to go with the second unit for now. Uh, other people are working hard. So maybe this is like the, the actual moment for him. I wonder if Malone, like people always say, why is he still in the game? If Malone's just going hard the other way, like 
to instill confidence. I'm gonna keep going to you. I think you're good enough. You've done it for you know oh, for us in some of these moments in the past, and that, so I just don't think whether or not he should or shouldn't. I just don't ever expect him to yank him in those. That that, that is the Mike Malone. That's straight out of the Mike Malone playbook. Is like, listen, you're not playing well. We're gonna stick with you. We have confidence in you. Or you're never getting in the game. <laughs> and those are the only two. Yeah, like yeah. like Bryn Forbes. Not out of the circle trust. Out yeah. of the circle of trust. But Will Barton has, uh, you know, like had a long history of being in the circle of trust. He does not deserve currently to be in the circle of trust, but we've seen him play competently in the past, obviously. So, you know, Michael Malone is like a a vibesman in that way. He's like always trying to bring confidence back. I mean, to our earlier point, though. Honestly, you swap Barton for Davon Reed at the end. You swap him for Austin Rivers. You swap him for Bryn Ford. You swap like there weren't a good option. There wasn't the no, like, oh, right. this is the good one. All of one. those guys were bad. All tonight. of those guys were really shitty tonight. Guys. And That's... unfortunately, Barton is the guy that you know you wanted. The ball kept finding him in these moments, and he he didn't have it. So and like eight years later, he it should be him. Like if you go of those three guys who right, steps course. up, it should be him. Should and be so him. he deserves the criticism when he doesn't. He does. Let's, let's take a break. On the other side, though, more bad. We have to get to Demarcus Cousins, who, honest to God. In a permanent basis, might have had the worst game I've ever seen a player play. I, we got to find a new grade below F, fellas. There has to be a what new about grade, and, and it's important the way it happened to me tonight. It's very important. Huge, huge. Um, well, listen, never has it been easier to sell watching the Denver Nuggets on TV than right now. Um, <laughs> if you want more of tonight. You want more. <laughs> Boogie Cousins and Will Barton. But, hey, they will turn this thing around. They've won far more games than uh, the way we talk about them sound sometimes. And, unfortunately, you at home have not been able to see them or the best team in hockey, the Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon, not injured. Uh, So if you want to watch them, you can with Evoca TV, which includes services like Altitude Sports. That's the big one. That's what you want to know. And it is available now in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, Boise, and Twin Falls, Idaho. Oh! How do you get it? Uh, (laughs) You go to evoca.tv slash dnvr. No contracts, no hidden fees, and uh, yeah, you you want to you want to watch your Nuggets and your apps, your Denver sports fans. That's what we're doing here. So get it <laughs> yeah, done. Don't with you know Ivaca that about TV. yourself? I also just love Avaca, like as a company. Homie, that, the oh, boys yeah, we, are homies. He owes a homie. Yeah, the Avaca had a rep on the party bus, and he was just one of our guys. He was one of our. Just he, did, he blended right in with all of he us. Blended right in. I was like, are you an Avaca rep or just like a DNVR <laughs> Nuggets so homie true. rep? He said he was an Avaca rep. He yeah. said that? <laughs> no, we, did, we didn't talk. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win or another team's victory. Like, I kept claiming St. Peter's because they're from Jersey City. Yeah. I didn't grow up in Jersey City, but I did bet on St. Peter's. And Let's so when they go. won, it really felt like I was winning. And you can get that in your life as well. If you haven't downloaded it yet, do it. Use promo code DMVR when you sign up. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win. They get $200 in free bets if they do. Uh, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Um... And it's a lot easier when you're friends with Dev. That guy wins I was going to say, like, like the, dra- the the promo for DraftKings should be, you can bet how Dev bets. <laughs> Dra- <laughs> oh, yeah, we made money tonight. DraftKings we all safe, made money. Secure yes, and reliable. Yes, we all made all, money, you we? can deposit yeah. and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Well, at least Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMVR. Bet $5 on any college hoops you need to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, if they win, you win with promo code DMVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New <laughs> customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, God. I don't want to do this. So, you know, shouts to George Carl, inducted to the Hall of Fame. Uh, will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Gets gets approved there. Really excited for that. We talked about it in the pregame. Um, on the on the Keeping It One Thousand podcast, we talked about Demarcus Cousins, and you could tell like he endorsed Boogie. You know, Denver obviously needed it. Boogie has been a net positive overall, but by he, a lot, but, by a lot, by a lot. But he had a warning that Boogie sometimes has the negative energy, in particular, could be selfish. A thing, you know. That, that sometimes it's just, and he, as he put it, when they were in Sacramento, it wasn't like sometimes, it was every day. And you, this manifests itself very, a lot with the technicals, because like, you know, he would get technicals all the time, and you think, especially now, you're a bench player, you're a role player, like whether you want that or not, you got to accept it, you're going to hang around the league. It's like Carmelo Anthony, it took him so many years before he accepted that, hey, I'm a role player, that's how I hang on. DeMarcus Cousins has to know, like... His starting days are probably over. He's had massive injuries. Two of the biggest injuries you could possibly have. It's not his fault. He's a big guy. Um, you're a role player. Mistakes kill you more than good plays hurt you. Tonight was a game where I don't think he understood what was going on. Tonight was a game where it was, hey, Yoke's going to play a lot of minutes. Even without the foul trouble, Yoke's going to play a lot of minutes. You have to be able, first and foremost, to spell him. Stay on the court and try to be low mistake. That's what your job was tonight. He got four fouls in two minutes. In a tech. Michael Malone had him out there, and, and he picks up his second foul. Hey, you're only out there to go out there and play, so just leave him out there. Gets a third foul. Like, yo, <laughs> we're going to play you because if you foul out, it doesn't matter. But, like, knock this out. He gets a fourth foul in two minutes. And then he gets a tech going to the bench. <laughs> it just was like, to me, I think every time I see things like that, I just think this is what he's talking about. That's called selfishness. Was you, are you frustrated? Yes, you have a right to be frustrated, but you have to understand the situation. You are on a team that desperately needed you to not do the thing you just did, and even if you think it was unfair, you got bad whistle or this or that, you can't double down by then getting a technical. Yoke had to play the whole game tonight. This was his worst game of the season by a mile, and honestly, if you could distill it into one reason why the Nuggets lost tonight, in my opinion, it was that DeMarcus Cousins was so atrocious that in the 10 minutes, uh, I'm sorry, in the five minutes that he played, the Nuggets got outscored by 10. It was an absolute killer. I don't know if I've ever seen a player impact a game in a, such a way with not playing five minutes. <laughs> he did not even get to five minutes, and he was so impactful on the whole trajectory of the game. He, he came in and fouled every single play. Mm -hmm. He brought the morale down by yep. complaining about said fouls. Check. He got a technical foul in Check. the middle of them already having a momentous run. And then he just like is just there. I it, it, he shouldn't even showed up today. Oh man, would have had a better true, chance man. if he was not there today. Like his he's a bad energy and a bad clout right now. And like you really do have to take the good with the bad. But like it's been bad right now. It was like it was super positive. I'm telling you, it was positive when he was on his ten days and like working because he's like he, he's doing that like. He's doing that beginning of a relationship. Oh, I was watching the you know, relationship. He's doing the beginning of the relationship where <laughs> you're just saying all the right things. <laughs> and, and, and you're just doing all the things that are supposed to go right. And then as soon as you guys lock it in or like maybe you get married or something like that, <laughs> you're locked in for the entire year. Now he's like a different person. And it's not those things that were so good. You don't you don't love the same things that like you did once when Boogie first started here. Um, so he's like turning away from those things. It's not even just like... Uh, like using his brute force. It's not being that like abuser and things like that like he once was. Now it's just in different ways and he's evolving.
Man, who watched their Devolving. favorite team lose on a Friday night and put heavy metal on? Like, what's, I know, I know. It's like, no. vi- do you just want to run out into the street we're gonna, during we're gonna, traffic? We're like, going to remodel the bar. And the first thing I'm going to... I, I want to be here... Tunes. Gone. Out of here. Don't you know the, like, uh, damn, it feels good to be a game. Like, when they beat it with the, the fax machine with yeah. the baseball bat. That's what I'm going to do with this touch tunes that keeps playing this, like, scream core. You'd be like, hey, man, I'd like to request a song. And you just put peaches on no matter what they say. <laughs> that's our new rule. Were you going somewhere? Or no. Uh, no. DeMarcus Cousins. Cousins. De- DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. The, the thing, <sighs> let me set you up by this. This is the thing. Some of it is just like, do you trust guys not to make to win the game for you? Do you trust them to do your role? And I'm telling you tonight, the way he approached this game, the way he picked up those fouls, the way he picked up a tech, he didn't understand the assignment. The assignment was not for him to save them tonight. It's for him to go out and play his game and be well and give Jokic a rest. And if, when you pick up a second foul, it's like, okay, maybe we're not playing through me. Maybe I'm not doing this. You pick up a third foul. Like, okay, I got to do this. You pick up a fourth one there and it's like, dude, I'm sorry. That's just like, you have to understand why you're here. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody do that before. Like, get that many fouls that qu- I've never seen that before. Yeah. Like, I um, I don't know. It was, it was not, it, I would say it was not good. He was not good. He was not good. The technical is the one that drives me insane. I mean, the fouls, of course, as well. But whether, regardless of fairness, four fouls later in that few minutes in that little of time you have hurt your team yeah. and it's not about how you feel yeah. and it's not about how well that ref did as you said you're a backup get to the bench don't draw a technical i i i also want to follow this up with a cool glass of water on the hatred here for boogie but i don't believe him when he says he's doing everything he can right right, right of course <laughs> you're definitely saying stuff that you right, shouldn't say right. yeah i mean he has not been this terrible i mean this that's, is like that's no, no 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 is, he has not this, this is, the, is i mean this yep. is the worst game we i've seen a player play tonight's game this is like you know you can get caught up in the moment we're like we're we're prisoners of the moment at the moment like no he, no no he, i'm only talking about tonight i know but i'm saying like talking like, he's been he's been a net positive by a Great amount yeah, since he sure. joined the team, no question. For sure, for sure. Uh, tonight was just, I mean, but the, the, it, it is the thing where you sort of should be judged by how you perform in the moments when you are needed most. That's what I mean, is yeah. tonight was a foxhole night. It, it tonight was. was a little bit of a like, all right, what are the, ne- look, I feel like this was a good warm up for this, me yeah. personally because this was like playoffs are so tense, everything feels so heavy, it's so big. And tonight felt the same way. Do you kind of remember like, oh yeah, playoff basketball is actually not that enjoyable? No, it's it's, it's fucking torture. torture. It's just, just like, like you pay to just be yeah, every just a, second it's is like absolute torture. The highest highs, the lowest lows, just Dude, bad. Every, you just do this. like this bar would go deathly silent to like super loud. It was and it's fun. Like I love it, but it's, it's just torture. fun after the fact. It's fun after the fact. But this was one of those ones where it's like, who do you trust? And I'm, I, it's just one of these ones was the way in which he was not trustworthy tonight. It was the part that's so frustrating. Because sure. you're like, are we sure DeMarcus Cousins isn't going to get a tech in the start of the fourth quarter in a tie game in a game six? Like, oh, are we sure? True, true. Are we sure? I'm not that sure. I think actually it probably He's is going to happen. He's going to get He's one. He's going to get one. It's just like, I guess that's what we live in. All right. Are we done with all the worst of the worst? I don't know. It, what else do we have to talk about? Uh, Davion, or Davion Reed sucked. Will Barton don't, sucked. But they don't deserve I'm just, to, I'm mean, just trying to figure yeah. out like how much suck do we need to get out of our system. I, I, I do think you a real takeaway there, though, is um, I think you're right about this being a foxhole night. And maybe not the playoffs, but a preview. And there are a couple of guys, and Barton's one of them, that you go, man, that's 
far less than encouraging that this was your response mentally, not just the not just the play, but mentally, how you guys responded to the setbacks. Four guys in the foxhole, in my opinion, that I have full trust in right now. I mean, obviously Nikola Jokic. I have to. We barely are going to talk about him tonight. 38 points, 19 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal. <laughs> MVP. MVP. 14 of 21 from the field, and one of those misses was a pass off the backboard to himself. Yep. Another one of those was a tap that he picks and then goes like, honestly, he was 14 of 21, but he was even better than that. Um, and I thought defensively, like, Towns made some shots, especially early on. I mean, he had that pep in his step, but I thought Yoke sort of stayed the course defensively, and I didn't feel like he was the one making a bunch of defensive errors. A lot of this was Denver, Yoke's out on the perimeter guarding Towns, or they would use him out in the perimeter, and then they would just drive past and, and against other guys. Um, so he was fantastic tonight. Well, I'm sure we'll get to him. Like, he was worthy of a win tonight, and that's part of what sucks so bad is this is a game that it's just like, you just needed something more. Um... Bones Highland is a foxhole guy to me, and it's just full stop. Yes, he went 3 of 14 tonight. That's rough. I think that his shooting, especially this year, is probably going to be extremely streaky. It might be for his whole career because until he really works on some footwork things. Well, I'll tell you what. The guy knows how to play with Jokic, and I put this out on Twitter the other day after this last game when I went back and watched the tape. He makes reads that on the same speed as Jokic a lot of times, yeah. and tonight when you were running pick and roll, Yoke, part of why he had 38 points tonight is he kept getting the ball exactly where he needed to, and a lot of that had to do with Bones knows exactly how to deliver the ball against the trap in the pick and roll. I This guy is a big piece of this roster going forward, and I have as much confidence with him running pick and roll with Jokic as I do just about anyone not named Jamal. Yeah, they seem to just be on, on the same uh, cycle right now. Um, he He's... He's learning on the fly, but also you could just see him like just so far ahead of the curve. And I, I did not expect that, especially from a rookie who started out not knowing plays. Right. So like just to see how far like he's come throughout the year and how he's, um, you know, learning, you know, how to play alongside Jokic, how to provide that space and how to still create and get his own shots, how to pick up the speed. Yep. In ways that nobody on the Nuggets has, and probably ha- has haven't had that while like they've had mm-hmm. a, a Nuggets play. Like Ty Lawson's the like the last quick go- like yeah. guy that they've had from there. So it's like a, a full adaptation that he's bringing to them. But they they're starting to like realize the type of player that they have. And also, this wasn't a good game from him, but it was a really good game from him because he's gonna battle every single time, even if he's not making shots, he's gonna get full effort. He's, you know, he's still going to be himself and try to do those type of things. And other people have to rally around those type of things. You don't have to score every single time to be a foxhole guy or to be a guy that you can trust in. He makes sure to get yoked the ball because it's the smartest decision, but he's also still going to try to create for himself because he knows that also helps Jokic. So, yeah. He, he does a little, like, he does everything, and he's still getting better, and I just love that part yeah. of it. And the, the other thing Bones does is that he brings energy. He, like, not yeah. just to uh, any given play. He brings energy to the game. Like, he there are moments where Bones Highland brought this bar to its feet and, like, really, I mean, he was responsible for the Nuggets finally taking the lead, like, in, in the third quarter, the first time that they did. And, like... He revived the. It, it felt like what he was bringing was it going to be enough to bring them over the top and and, and bring them to the promised land. And then, of course, like we all know what happened. But like, it, it, it's not always just about whether you are making the shots yourself. It's like, are you able to be, you know, somebody who can 
be a plus to the team, but also like inject the team itself with energy and like make the, like he was laughing and clapping, like just that thing where he pl- we always talk about. He just, this man plays yeah. the game with joy, and sometimes when things feel heavy, like you need somebody that you know. You hear stories about um, you know Peyton Manning or somebody being in a <clears throat> in a huddle and just like making a joke about a celebrity that's in the. It's in the crowd, and it just sort of like lifts the 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 mood of the entire squad. It's just like so important. Um, so Bones Highland, like I mean, I just can't be any more impressed with this guy. Like he just everything he does, like he just every step he takes. It, you, I just made the joke earlier. Like this is a game you need your vets to play, and of course Bones Highland is the one that steps up. Like he just this kid does not play like a rookie, and he he's. Easily the youngest guy on this on the team. His block was incredible. He, he, yeah, he blocked Carl Anthony Towns, and then he went down, and, and then he. <laughs> but hit those a are three. the types of plays you're talking about. Is like, yes, like, like he came over the block vibe. on a seven footer, like yeah. just because he's like, you know what, I, like he's just a gamer, man. He's just a winner. That's the word that. That's the word I would use, gamer, especially tonight, because look, I'm not. I'm really not trying to hate. I just, in case anyone's confused, like we do have to acknowledge how poorly he shot the ball tonight, because when you you. You can't. You miss 11, 12 shots like that matters, and he right. turned it over a few times as well. But what you never ever have to doubt in a big game is: is Bones going to be there mentally? Right. Is Bones going to be ready to compete? We are not even through his first regular season, nope. and we know that about him yeah. as an athlete. Another big foxhole night uh, guy tonight was Aaron Gordon. Woo. In fact, he probably should have gotten second billing behind Yoke ahead of Bones Highland. To be honest with you, he goes nine of eleven. Uh, he has 24 points, five rebounds, three assists. His defense was a little underwhelming, as was everybody else's. But his offense tonight, his attacking, the dunk he had. I mean, he had the reverse dunk, which was like just an insane play. Honestly, his athleticism. Sometimes you it, you don't see it because he doesn't always utilize it, but he's been utilizing it lately. And But the one that really stood out to me, the dunk on Nas Reed, oh. where is a handoff. He goes baseline, and he basically just like bull rushes yep. Nas Reed out of the way. And powers through for a dunk that I thought there was no way you could dunk through a, a big guy like that. He really impressed me tonight. Game high plus nine. Um, they need this Aaron Gordon. For, they have four games left. They need this Aaron Gordon, all four of them. Yeah, the physicality is yes. like what's really like been changing. He's, he's really like utilizing that athleticism. He's now dunking the basketball. Not just, you know, down there. And yeah. also, he's doing a lot of, like, uh, like high IQ type plays where he's pinning guys and forcing guys to pass on the ball. Maybe screaming, pushing back, and putting his body on guys. And he, he creates a lot of mismatches in that type of way. So, it's good to see that resurgence from him on that side of the ball where he is making himself assertive. He is not only shooting threes because he is trying to open it up but also he's slashing and getting to the rim because he can't be stopped down there he's way too strong um and guys are kind of like just undersized they're not quick enough to stay with him or they're not too big or strong enough to stay with him and he's making sure that he he uses that to his advantage so i'm glad that the offense is coming there and he's getting better and and ramping up while the playoffs is coming um what happened here kale Yes. So yeah, he's he's ramping up as as playoffs is getting there, and as soon as the defense picks up, he, he's gonna be right there. Yeah. Yeah, I just love the first word you said, physicality. I mean, the Wolves approached this season, but this matchup this season with such a ferocity, such a tenacity, and not just the mental stuff, but physically. Aaron Gordon's really the only guy on this roster that can step up and match that. 
So I was really hoping to see him do that tonight, and he did. Yeah. I mean, this is that's what good Aaron Gordon looks like. So we talked about what was discouraging about certain guys not showing up in a foxhole night. Take it the other direction with AG. He was not just good. He was who they needed him to be yeah. tonight. Monte Morris is the fourth guy here oh, yeah. that's sort of in my circle of trust. And, you know, tonight I thought, I mean, he made a lot of th- what, three threes in a row down the stretch. Like, that kind of padded his stats a little bit. In yeah, ter- but, they but, were, but they were big. They, they mattered. They, yeah. they, oh, oh, I'm not trying. I'm just saying it wasn't a great 48 sure, minutes for Monte. Sure. It was a good 48 minutes. With It was a good 46 with a really great right, last two. Right, right. But nonetheless, like he was another guy I just had a lot of confidence in, a lot of faith in. 23 points from him, three rebounds, six assists, and two steals. And eight of 12 shooting, by the way, is great. I mean, you look at the Denver starters here, man. Jeff Green, three of three. Aaron Gordon, nine of 11. Jokic, 14 of 21. Monte Morris, eight of 12. Those four guys combined for like 90 or 80% shooting. And you have Will Barton, you know, three of 12. And then you have the whole bench, which was pretty, pretty terrible. But um, Monte Morris, you have any thoughts on him tonight? I like, I like the fact that... Uh, He's he's doing what he wants on the court. Like he's he's hitting that mid range and he's really confident in the mid range and it's opening up his his game in different ways. Um, having a guy like Bones and also Monte that know how to feed Yoke and give entry passes and um, just make sure that the defense stays on it, honest with their jump shots and, and things like that. It just goes a long way. Um, I feel like he really has improved on that way and he's also. He's starting to get ready for the playoffs. Like, I feel like that's a guy, you talk about the Foxhole, that's a guy that you can feel confident having as your point guard, and you're not having to say every single moment about, you know, Jamal Murray. Is it good to have him? Yes. But is Monte able to go into a playoff-type game and, and get you a win or mm. be a guy that gets to compete with the other good, like, guards in the league? Yes, he can do that. So, like I really, I'm 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 happy at where he's at right now, and I feel like he's only getting better as the playoffs come. And I don't see that with a lot of other guys on the Nuggets team right now. Yeah, yeah. Monte Monte was good tonight. Monte was good. He was a guy down the stretch. You were like, get the ball to Monte. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of guys. You're like, get the ball out of that guy's hands. Right, right. Monte was was money from the corner when the hour seemed the darkest, and he, you know. That's, I mean, that's kind of what you want out of somebody who is running the offense. You just want somebody that is reliable. That's always been his uh, his mo. Like he's uh, the with the count of Monte assist to turnovers. <laughs> yeah, his assist to turnover. Uh, he had a couple turnovers tonight, but just overall, I mean, for me, it's it's less about like okay, who are these four guys? It's like wow, there's only those four guys, and like yeah. and, and it's those guys yeah. like, that this purgatory season has left us with four players we feel comfortable about. Right. And it's Monte Morris, Aaron Gordon, Bones Highland, <laughs> Bones Highland. and Nikola Jokic. If I could choose four, those are probably the four I would I, But think about that. Think important. how wild that is. Like the fact that the Nuggets are even in a position where yeah. they're thinking about making the playoffs. We have four, those four guys. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, look, quick note on Jeff Green. I mean, he goes three of three tonight, but he only had one rebound. And the play that really killed me was the, the block by Towns on Jokic where he swatted it all the way back to half court. That was a play where Gordon and, and Jeff Green were both on the, the weak side. And Towns, it was so obvious from the moment the play began that Towns was going to full-on double. He was guarding Jeff Green in the corner. If that's J-Mike, you dive. Like, you dive on that play and you get to the rim and it's a drop-off and it's a dunk and he stayed in the corner. And I don't know, maybe that's what's what they want to do there, but I just hate spacing the weak side with Jeff Green and Aaron Gordon. Even if you get the kick out there, it's a contested three against. I just, I just don't love it. Whereas if Jeff Green cuts there, it's a wide open drop off for a hammer dunk, and 
I just don't know why they didn't get it. Um, before we go to the break, four plays that determine, to me, that determine this game. There was the Monte Morris backcourt violation, oh which I, I still am like, I don't get. You know, like, oh! I, I still like, maybe it's Yo, a shit weird. Like that makes you so mad. Especially Look, when... I don't know the rule, though. Are we certain that wasn't a backcourt? Like, his, his foot? His foot Did he have barely established both feet. I don't understand. I don't why. think that's true. Also, I don't even think he had possession at any point because he like gets knocked over. So the ball hits him and he kind of stumbles and then grabs it. And I'm like, I don't even think he had possession of it. It was a tip, but whatever. It, it happened. Oh. There was the block charge call that got challenged. Oh and look, my god! To me, that was I, Jeff Green's foot is sliding. Did he? Does that make it? I mean, obviously they ruled that way, or was it because Towns had four and they're like, we can't foul him out on this? I don't know. Either way, it was a huge one. The Will Barton dunk. Uh, was it absolutely, uh, you know, that one that was, was obviously was obviously massive. And then there was one more. Oh, the clear path foul on Bones at the at the end there. That was just like Ugh. a clear path that gave him two shots and the ball. It was, those things are just absolute killers. Um, all right. Let's go to our other break. On the other side, we got to start to put this in context. Forget the game. We got to look ahead. What does this mean now for, for all of the different storylines? As Ugh. well as like 30 Super Chats to get to because our people yeah. are freaking Stay awesome. Tuned. Unless they paid to yell at us. At which point, uh, you on. know what? I'll take it. Listen, yeah. I, for the right at, price. At this point, all I care about is money. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> every the Denver Nuggets. I don't care about any of you. I only care about money. Blood sucking money. <laughs> Real quick, gonna shoehorn this in. I thought Jay might played well tonight. His individual plus minus won't show it because the bench got paddywhacked. I agree. But I thought he, I thought he played well. Good to see him back. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of <laughs> DNVR. Regular seltzers are sold in the bar. You know we love Breck Brew. If you want to try it. Come see us at the DMVR bar. We got it on tap. We got it in cans. If you want to try a different kind, or if you want to try something closer to your house, or even if it's in your house, from the safety and convenience and comfort of your couch, use the Breck Beer Locator. Just find that on Google. Tell it what you're looking for. Tell it where you live. It'll tell you where to go. I like that kind of convenience. Breck Brew makes lights to make eating good and drinking good real convenient for you. The farmhouse is open, socially distanced, beautifully set up for outside dining. You can order curbside pickup from 12 to 8 p.m. if you prefer. Uh, get order uh, blah, 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 blah. order delicious food and booze from the farmhouse if you're able call 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. for pickup and remember use code DNVR when you do you'll get five dollars man Jordan McLaughlin oh. was three of three from three tonight I noticed that I hate it I hate, I hate it too. when there's They're always one guy their bench three six ten threes from the bench tonight <laughs> ten anyway of t- ten of twenty Crazy. One of Stefan our Stoyak in the chat is making some awful points. You're, <laughs> you're making shitty points and you should stop typing. <laughs> no one's ever just said that to someone. <laughs> yeah, you before. suck. Leave. Um, Green Mountain Dental Group, long time, long time partners and friends of DNVR, and I believe BSN, but fact check me on that. I could be wrong. Um, they are the best damn family owned dentist in the metro. They're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like you, just like me, just like all of us here at DNVR. And right now, when you schedule a cleaning, x ray, and exam, you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. How about that? You go there, they clean your teeth. Then they give you something that makes it easier to clean your teeth. It's a win-win. Uh, go there. Let us know that you did. Let them know that we sent you because they're our friends. Green Mountain Dental Group, best damn family-owned dentist in the metro. We back? We're back. Um, before we get to Super Chats, before we get to Around the Association, and before we get to Harrison Wynn, it's going to be a long show today, but there's a lot to get to. Um, we just have to talk oh, about the is. context. The Nuggets now are, oh, speak of what, Harrison Wynn's joining us. Should we just go to Harrison first then? Please, God. Sure. All right. Let's just get to Harrison and find out what everybody had to say. Live from Ball Arena. And look at that gorgeous setup, Harrison, right there. Look, we can see the the stairs behind you. Hey, man, it's still a good setup. It's still good. (laughs) 
Some, not, every, on, not, every, not everybody cares about their setup when that ballerina. <laughs> some people, uh, some people just go from. Yeah, uh, it's gotten bad. We've turned on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Harrison. Um, first of all, tell us about the atmosphere, man. This, this watching it felt like a playoff game. The, the, the DNVR bar felt like a playoff game. It was standing room only. Literally, probably. I don't know, 15, 20 people standing. Uh, that's how packed it was. It felt like a playoff game. How was it at Ball Arena? It was an incredible atmosphere. I think, I think it, was it was the most, most intense, intense regular season game, game that I've seen live since game 82. Oh, like, oh, 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 I didn't even. I can't remember a regular uh, season game. Game 78. Such an intense feel, man. I can't believe um, the Nuggets now like basically lost two game 82s. It kind of felt like a game seven, to be honest. Like, it was physical from the opening tip. Um, like Jokic and Towns were going at each other like every single time down to start the game off. The crowd was loud, the crowd was into it. Um, it was it was intense, man. I saw Timberwolves writers saying there was a bunch of Timberwolves fans there. Did it feel that way? I mean, this, I think probably about the same amount of away fans that are at most games. Okay. I won't say there were a lot. Nothing too crazy. Um, no. Alrighty, well, take us inside. Before we get your take on the game, just take us inside the locker room. What what was Michael Malone like after the game? Sure. Um, Michael Malone's biggest point was that good teams don't beat themselves. And he pointed to the turnovers. Denver had 18 of those. Uh, he pointed to the offensive glass uh, where Minnesota hurt Denver a little bit. Um, he pointed to the defensive breakdowns uh, as well, like just the blow-bys. And he said that, look, good teams don't beat themselves, and you know, maybe we're not a very good team right now. It's funny, pregame he said, look, we've won three in a row, but you know, we haven't been playing well. And so tonight, you know, they played okay, I thought. The Nuggets fought. They were in it for most of this game. But you know, in the end, just Minnesota, it felt like it was a different class of opponent than they've been playing as of late. I mean, it definitely was a different class, but I, again, I just it, it sucks that – I mean, you have to admit it. They are in a different class of Denver now, having beat them three straight times. And tonight, this was a: Are you in their class or not? Tonight, they were not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Malone was talking about the fouling. He said, "The whole bench, like our whole bench, is bitching and complaining." But he's like, "Look, we're fouling guys. We foul jump shooters at a ridiculous rate. We foul guys driving. We foul guys on rebounds. Like we've got to cut out the fouling because." Our team right now is known as the team that turns the ball over a ton and the team that fouls a ton. 20, uh, 36 free throws, sorry, for Minnesota tonight. And, yeah, I mean, there were some questionable calls, a bunch, but Denver still fouled way too much. Yeah. The bench lost the right to make – to point towards that stuff. Like, sometimes it happens when you're like, man, the team did everything and they got this short end of the stick on the calls. But on nights like tonight – I don't know, man. Like, I just you just don't get to use that excuse when you didn't bring all the other aspects of the game. Yeah, and then he was talking about the non-Jokic minutes. Um, pretty much all Malone said was, "Look, maybe I got to play Jokic forty-eight minutes." Well, he played forty-three tonight. Forty-three and a half. <laughs> Four, forty-three and a half. Sorry. And uh, I thought he kind of tired at the end for sure. I mean, he only had five points in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, it was brutal. I mean, he came out absolutely ridiculous. It was great through the first three quarters, and then I felt like kind of, kind of tired in the end. Hmm. Hmm. Um, did you get? Did you just he missed the three. He just missed the two threes. But I don't know if I. 
To me, I didn't like think he looked like flat-footed or something. No, but he like he. I think maybe if he hadn't played all of the minutes leading up to that, he probably could have gotten into takeover mode a little bit more. Maybe. Yeah, he doesn't have the same aggressiveness to me. Guys, we also got some pretty interesting Jamal Murray updates tonight. Okay. Um, Michael Malone, after the game, was asked about Murray. And he goes, I can't sit here and say that he's going to play in any of these last four games. But I also can't say that he won't. But try and tell people. I've been trying to tell people exactly how this is going to play out. And then we also got some updates from uh, Monte. He said Jamal looks ready to get back out there. It's just a matter of time, I guess. And then Nicola had an interesting update, or not an update, but an interesting note on Jamal. He said, um, I told Jamal, look, if you're not 100% ready to go, don't come back. It's stupid. It's the playoffs. You're going to get hurt. Only come back if you're 100% ready to go. All right. Well, that's not an update. <laughs> But right. <laughs> I, I just said a note. I didn't say an update. No. All right. <laughs> I think. All right. We'll talk about it in the next se segment here. But yeah. Uh, Monte was talking about the turnovers. He said, "Look, we're lackadaisical. Uh, they're a feisty team. They made it tough on us the whole night, uh, but we fought and we didn't quit. That's what I was telling the guys in the huddles and stuff. Look, we just need a couple threes here and there, um, but the end it wasn't enough." And then he was talking about the trash talk with Pat Beverly. Those two were going back and forth the whole night. Pat Beverly with really everybody in the entire arena. <laughs> but Monte was saying how ever since he came to the league, Pat Beverly has just been going at him every single game. And Monte's like, I don't know why. He just he goes at me every single game. But I'm ready for it. Like this is how I grew up, so I'm built for it. I think that's just he goes at everyone. I honestly don't think it's Monte. I just think that's how he plays. Which is honestly like I respect it. Like Denver has a lack of Pat Bev on their team. Sure, they need one or two guys. Like at his best, Boogie brings some of that. Sometimes you know, J Mike definitely brings it. But I honestly think they need another guy that just sort of like every single night, every single player in the league's like, I don't know why Pat Bev goes at me every night. They need a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then we spoke to Nicola as well. He goes. Well, talking about the turnovers, he goes, yeah, turnovers are our strength right now. <laughs> our strength. Who said, said that one? Yeah, this is Nicola. Okay. He said, like, look, we had stupid turnovers, ones that were normal passes. I had a bounce pass where I didn't even see the guy, but just normal passes were turning the ball over on. Um, they said, obviously, we didn't shoot the ball well. We got some threes to go in late. I think, like, Denver was at 25 or 26% shooting from three for most of this game until the very end. Yeah. To win a game that way in the NBA, especially if the other team's going to shoot above 40. And then Yoke was kind of talking about how this team has been playing over the last four games. Yes, they've won three in a row, but they've been playing great. And he said, look, like, maybe reality's kind of hit us. Like, this is just kind of who we are, maybe. Oh, oh. God, these next four games are going to kill me. God damn it. All right. Maybe. Maybe that is who they are. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Is, I mean, Sweet. That's a rally, Crabber. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Bring dude. on the challenge. The thing is, is we're just not good enough. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe that's who we are. Jesus. All right. And then the last thing from the cola, he was asked about the defense, and he goes, this was just classic, Nicole. He goes, look, I could give you a, a correct answer, you know, correct answer, like we messed up our coverages or we messed up our assignments, but really I don't know why we're not defending well. He was kind of at a loss for words. 
Oh god. Okay. Alrighty. So you guys are down bad. Holy shit. I'm actually these quotes sound down bad. It was yoke down bad? I mean those quotes sound down bad. No, I mean it was yoke. That's a yeah. I'm with wind. Okay. All right. The way Yoke says these things when you're there, they're never as bad as if you read them. Or well, I'm reading else, him so. saying maybe we're just not very good. Dude, he just yeah, but sometimes he's he's just as want to say like maybe I'm not that good. Say, like, say it, say it real quick in his voice. How, I want to hear how. Do you want me to do like a xenophobic accent yeah, 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 at the yeah, end yeah. of the no, show? No, you don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just saying. Do you like the, it a it's not so much the accent as it is just the rhythm oh. of it, like how it said. I do not know. Maybe I was bad. That's not, that's pretty good. That's Actually, pretty I feel good. a lot better. Good. I feel really good. Yeah, Holy yeah, smokes! Jeez, Harrison, the way you read it, man. Yeah. Harrison, are you down bad? Yeah, are you okay, Harrison? Wow. Can you say it again oh, in like man, a French I, accent. I really or? enjoyed watching that game. Like that was a fun ass game. It was. It, it was, was a, a fun really ass game. game. It was a fun game. Uh, but we yeah. did you? Catch, it was a really fun way to die. Did you catch the whole game? Did you see the end? See, D line. I'm. I'm. I'm built different. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but... He uh, was about to say it in a different way. There. He, was, he was very close to say I'm built different in whatever form Harrison would. I, I can just appreciate a, a very high-intensity basketball game. That's what I can do. For me sure. too. This me was too. a good game. I like it better when they win. I'll say that. But that's me. I'm built different. By, by quite a large margin, I would say. It's really actually... It's actually the number one thing I enjoy about actually, watching Actually, that's the all I winning. care about. Even a shitty played game where we get a dub in the end, I'm like, you know what? Oh, be did you right. watch the last post-game winner's <laughs> lounge? It did not feel like that. All right, what, <laughs> what else, Harrison? That's all I got for the post-game. Um, any other takeaways that you just feel like need to be out there from, from this game? And, I mean, obviously there's four games left. Nuggets now have one game of error, one game of margin. Yeah. Um, I mean, all these next couple games are must-wins to avoid the play-in. Um. Malone had a comment tonight where he goes, look, some of our guys just had some really bad nights tonight. And, I mean, we know who he was talking about there. Will Barton was awful tonight. I have no idea how he was out there at the end of the game. God. Uh, Austin Rivers was also awful. Um, Davon Reed wasn't great either. So I think the reason why Barton was out there is because there's really not just that many options. No question. No question. Um, It was absolutely brutal. Uh, it was it was rough, you know. Like the the thing with this team is like I think I said it on the winners' lounge a couple nights ago. You know, out of Monte, Will, Aaron, Bones, like they need two of those four guys to have big nights, or maybe three of those four guys if they're playing against a good team like Minnesota. And you know, Bones played well. I thought he had the spirit tonight, but I mean, he shot two of twelve from three. Like you can't really get around that. And then Will obviously didn't have it. Monte played well. Aaron Gordon gave him some spark, but they just needed another role player. They needed just somebody else to step up. Yeah, no question about it, man. Um, all right, Harrison. Well, we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Matt Nay, welcome to the sad cast, bro. <laughs> Will I see you guys on Sunday? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know about me. I don't know. <laughs> Take care, HW. We'll see you Sunday. Um, we had a, we're already at an hour, but I, I just feel like there's more here that we have to go over for such a big game. I mean, these shows at the end of the season might run a little long. Let's go around. Before we get to, I want to close with Super Chat, so let's first go around the association. I know you got like 30 of them. We'll, we'll go quick. But, I mean, the context of this game is as important as the game itself, and so to do that. Um, 
the Spurs beat the Trailblazers. Nobody cares other than the Spurs remain in playoff contention. That's important. Denver plays the Spurs on Tuesday. Uh, the Pistons beat the Thunder. What are they doing? They're ruining their lottery odds by all these dubs they're eating up at the end. It's very bizarre. Um, you go to the Clippers. Here's a big one. The Clippers beat the Bucks one fifty three to one ninety. Holy shit! In regulation. Points. In regulation. Now there was there's no Giannis. Okay, Giannis took this one off. He's he knows the MVP game really comes on Sunday. They play Dallas, but you look at that and you think a Clippers team capable of scoring one fifty three. Robert Covington had forty three points. I've been telling you guys this. You do not want the Clippers in the play in. They are a very good team. Yes, Denver beat them. I'm telling you, that was not their best foot forward. They had no that game meant nothing to them. They couldn't move up in the standings. It meant nothing. This Clippers team is starting to get their guys back. They are a very deadly basketball team. A very deadly basketball team. I want no part of them in a play. Hundred and fifty three points. Also, I don't want any team in the play. I don't want any team in the play. <laughs> I don't want to be in the goddamn play. But I'm just saying that the, that plan in the Western Conference is going to be an absolute bloodbath for whoever's there. Somebody is going to be sent home. That is a good team. Yep, a very good team. Uh, you go up there. Here's another crazy one. The Grizzlies, who were missing half of their roster, not just Jaw. Do you see how many guys were out tonight? Yeah, Bane. this was like a scheduled loss Yo. for them. Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. No, I was going to say, like, this is schedule loss for them. This is, like, a team that's missing so many guys on top of missing their best player. They really just find ways to win every single game. Yes. That's why I really do not want to play anymore. Like, they're, like <laughs> going into it, I was like, you know, that's a young team. You could probably catch them. There is no surprises with them. They're good. They're full. They're complete. They play the same with Jaw there or not there. Like, that is a good, good team. They beat the Phoenix Suns. And by the way, this night tonight, the Phoenix Suns have tied a franchise record 62 wins. Their next win gives them an all-time franchise record. So this game tonight meant a lot to the Phoenix Suns. It they got stomped by a shorthanded Grizzlies team, and the Nuggets play the Grizzlies on Thursday of next week. And even if they rest their guys, they're capable of beating the Phoenix Suns. I, I've got to take, we always talk about big MVP games and statement games at the end of the year. How about Coach of the Year games? Did yeah. Taylor Jenkins yeah. just take make a big, big move uh, to beat Phoenix of all teams without those guys? He has to be a heavy he in heavy consideration for this award. We're sitting here wondering, like, the front office did a great job. But no matter who gets hurt on that team, they win games. Yeah. And we're always sitting here going, what's up in Memphis? Maybe Taylor Jenkins needs to get a boatload of credit. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Nuggets played them the second to last game of the year. The Grizzlies will have nothing to play for. They had nothing to play for tonight. And yet they still won against the Phoenix Suns. I'm telling you, the Duggets have zero gimmies over their last four. They are all going to be tough games. Uh, the, Kings beat, so tough. the Kings beat the Rockets 122-117. The Celtics beat the Pacers 128-123. The Mavericks lost to the Wizards. Mavericks lost to the Wizards. What are the Wizards doing too, man? These teams that have tanked all year, all of a sudden winning <laughs> late against teams that are in the playoffs that are trying desperately to win. So there you go, the Mavericks. They threw away a game, so who knows what's going to happen there. The Raptors beat the Magic. And as we speak, the Lakers and Pelicans are in a dogfight, 108-105. LeBron James is back. He's got 38 points with more time to go. Uh, Anthony Davis, is he back? Yes, he's back again tonight. 23 points, it's 10 rebounds, game. 6 assists, 1 steal. Tie game with 3 minutes to go. The Lakers, guys, I, I've told you guys this. The Lakers, it's not that they're an impressive team, this or that. They are just not going to be easy. The Nuggets have him two times down the stretch. They just got Anthony Davis back. LeBron just took a week off so he could be rested for this little push here. Those oh. games are going to be tough yeah. as hell. Jamal, come back. <laughs> come on, And that's bro. why I wanted cool. to go around the association is that the big thing, I said this before the game, 
Jamal Murray, I believe, is Pelicans going to up. return. I believe that Jamal Murray is going to return on uh, on Tuesday. That's my belief. I don't have it like a, a, any like firm information. Nobody's saying that. Just my reading the situation. I believe he's going to come back. If the Nuggets, whether they win or lose on Sunday, if they lose that game on Tuesday against a Spurs team that's one game away from being in the play-in, so they're fighting for their lives. That game will be a must-win for the Nuggets. If they beat the Lakers, it won't be quite a must-win, but it'll be right there close. So this is why this game tonight was so important. Yeah, Jamal, gonna, Jamal Murray now must-win return. I was going to say the same thing. Like these, that's why you can't lose these type of games. That's why those, you know, losses early in the season actually come back to bite you when you can't, you know, BS with those type of teams because they're going to beat you. You're going to have to put yourself in situations where late in the season you're having to actually play your guys down the stretch. You know, Phoenix is not going to have to play their guys down the stretch. Uh, John Morant, they have created so much time that he could come back whenever he wants. This is a playoff atmosphere or a playoff game. I'm sure that he's playing, but they're winning games. And, like, that's just, like, why it's so important to build your team around guys that can win without their best player and can just continue to win games. Now you have Jamal Murray come back into a, a must win or just like high expectations. You're like asking for, for too much from him. And also you're forcing him into having to play extra minutes or having to, you know, do extra. And now you're having to worry about if you brought him out back too early. And you already know that that's what the idea is going to be the entire time. Yes, Jamal Murray could come back. He could also easily get hurt again, and that's a scary like idea. So you don't want to rush anybody back from some any type of injury. Do I want him to come back? Yes. Do I want him to come back on his own terms? Even more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the now. thing about having Jamal Murray come back is like the Nuggets are in a place right now where they don't need him to be superhero bubble Jamal Murray. Like yeah. if he could just be better than Will Barton was right. tonight, yeah. the the Nuggets would win this game. Yeah. And also, if Will Barton was just better than Will Barton was tonight. Yeah, but I mean, like... That, you happened, know, that happened last time they played a game. You know? What do you mean? Last time they played, he had 18 points. I'm saying, like... But oh. I know what you mean. Like, just, I'm just, yeah, you're I'm just taking saying, like, anything better than... I'm saying that there are so... There were so many examples of just absolute negative sure. players. I see. Yeah, seriously. We don't need Jamal to score 50. We need J Jamal to come in and score 11. I, my take has been the same all along. Like I don't have high hopes that Jamal's going to come back and save the season. I just I want Jamal Murray to bleed with the team. Like I just want him to go through that battle because I think it's important. And I again, it's hard to talk yourself into a Nuggets title this year. That would take peak Jamal. But I want him to be there so he feels when the Timber when Pat Bev was walking off the court screaming at the crowd. I want him to feel that like the rest of the team feels it not a they just got that and i was right. here on the timeline right. not that not that he doesn't take pride in the team i'm just saying it's different when yep. you are the one that got beat um we got a lot of super chats holy to get to. smokes we're gonna go really I quickly i think they're not, all positive uh, that's fine i'm not gonna <laughs> we we're gonna go quickly it's not because we don't love you it's just because uh, we'll be here uh we'll be here till christmas we got Pavel says a rocky a shot for coach carl congrats legend all right rocky a shot uh, I'll take it whether he wants it yeah, or that not. Was a one, that was a $2, so that's one Rocky shot. Uh, over here we got Joker will still win MVP from tonight. I will say that. Yoke did not lose the MVP tonight. No. He didn't lose the MVP. I don't think he locked it up. I don't think no. he locked it up, but he didn't lose it. No. Yeah, he played great. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I mean, nobody can really criticize Jokic for what happened tonight. Um, start Bones. Why waste time with Monte and Will? Um, the bench needs it. Look, what's the difference? Like He played all the minutes tonight. Honestly, yeah. like Bones played yeah, a bunch of minutes. Starting him does nothing because he, yeah, he got as many 
minutes closing. As, you know, as the starter. And also, I don't know how Monte. I mean, Monte gets put into that super chat tonight. Like, yeah, he played really well tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, what was wrong with Monte? What else we got? Uh, highlights of the season is Bones and Matez's flex that he has TC's mobile <laughs> number. What? <laughs> yeah, it's good. All right. It's been a good season. Not even season. like my best flex. You guys it's think been what? a good season, guys. You guys think we don't know these people? <laughs> this is the thing I don't know. Sometimes people will, will say that kind of like, I remember like Chris Marlowe one time tweeted at me and someone was like, Chris Marlowe, guys, you realize we know him? Uh, <laughs> I literally uh, see him 80 times a year. I just want to point out, I don't know any I of love Chris Marlowe, by the way. I think he's fantastic. But it's just funny that people don't realize that we know Tim Conley and Michael Malone. And Adam's double downing on the big time in right now. I know. He's like, oh, do you I'm, really I'm not, think that right. I'm not I agree the with guy? That. I agree. That I'm that. not Adam Mares of the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Is that weird to you, Dev? Is it a little weird? No. All right. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah. We got, yeah. All right. There we go. <laughs> what else? Barton's. Disaster class <laughs> after Yoga Trayat. Yoga MVP. All right. That's another $2. We'll take it. <laughs> hey. uh, Big and Namek says, we suck at home, allowing over 120 points in the last 10. This is true. Um, it's weird. It's, it's the really weird. I don't care where it's at. You got to play some type of defense, yeah. man. That's <laughs> wild. Play defense. Good Lord. Uh, Dylan says, I'm down in the bar for the first time and wanted to buy you for a shot. Where are you at, Dylan? Dylan, we'll find you, bro. He's right at this at this. Right. Oh, we just can't see him. Yeah, All right. Really, we'll All right. You. you guys always have to come say hi to us when you're at the bar. I, I met him today. Oh, you did? Um, cool guy. Nuggets killing Yoke. Cronky ego more important than letting people in Denver watch Yoke. Perimeter D built to openly expose the one flaw of Jokic's game. Uh, first two parts of that, whatever. But second part, the last part of it, though, I, I'm telling you, I don't think there's a lot of takeaways we can really take big picture for the Nuggets from the season. I know people, that's dissatisfying. But there is one that I think we absolutely can, and that is that you have to have perimeter den de defenders. You have to. I think I'm going to do a series when the season's over about lessons that you can learn from this season from other teams. Teams that have perimeter defense, they have just so much more defensive flexibility. Denver has zero. Yeah. Denver has zero. I mean, Austin Rivers is that guy. He's the one guy. He's a good defender. But they have nobody else, and they can't. They just cannot continue to add dynamic scores and shooters and this. they they got to find somebody that can lock up. They just have to. Uh, Andrew Sullivan says, "Simple yes or no question: Is Barton on the team a year from now? No, I think I think I don't. I think there's no chance. I think so as well. I do not think he makes it past the summer. What else we got? DJ says, "LOL, wind. Jokic tired down the stretch. All his fault. Well, that wasn't quite what he was saying. But okay. don't think wind was blaming. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but, but but thanks for the two dollars. But you're not wrong. Wind is an idiot. Yeah, um, so we see that all the time, don't we? We really do. Wind was a little fired up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> David Rock. Wind fired up. DJ is." That's <laughs> all of the super chats. He's got a, a bunch of, of them coming. Yeah. Yeah. David Ross says, I was too fat for sports growing up, so don't have context. Our coach is brutally honest like Barton. Your lazy passes are unacceptable. Boogie, chill. Um, I love the way that's framed. Me too. Well, you can tell. Look at look at how trim he is in his photo. Yeah, look at you, it's, David. He's a, it's, it's a little bit of a flex. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, wow, I used I to be really fat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the NBA is a different beast. Like my, you know, I, I will say that I think my like YMCA coach was different than Michael Malone in a lot of ways. So I don't know that I can. I know. Apply those contexts. Yeah, I'm trying to think. When I was when I was playing basketball, my coach would be like, "Everyone, get over here and eat these orange slices." <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, I think I don't think he's sitting there just <laughs> ripping Will Barton. Time thing. It's soccer too. It's for every child. What sport. percent of the bubble Murray <laughs> is greater than or equal to Barton right now? What percent of a bubble, a bubble Murray? Murray? Like, like 
fifty? Eight, eighty thousand percent? Yeah, like what are we talking about? What is this question here? Yeah, they, they're saying like when he was at his peak, how much of the percent? Like ten percent of Jamal. Well, Murray he was arguably the greatest player. Oh, of all time oh, I see. Percent? Yeah. What percentage of yeah. of is better than Barton? Um, I mean, st- like you guys are gonna hate this answer. It's still like eighty percent. This is the thing: is like these guys are all really good. The margin between Will Barton and um, John Morant is smaller than you would think. I know that sounds crazy. It's smaller than you think because these guys are all really, really, really good and just being more confident and more athletic and more this or that like makes the margin. So if Jamal Murray's 80%, he's significantly less effective at all the little things he does. So 80, 85%. I don't know. Well, in the math corner. Yeah, I mean, that's what's <laughs> funny about these. These questions, if we actually accounted for percentages, it's actually probably like 99%. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like what is... Ten like one percent of bosses are not that? as bad when I can <laughs> soak it in with the DNVR homies. Thank Let's you. Let's go. Thank you, Let's John. Go. Let's, Let's go. go. Not as bad for a fresco well. right now. Yeah, dude. Adam's getting loose to the fresco, my guy. Ah! <laughs> are you gonna keep reading these now, or? Yeah, Barton sucks. TC more interested <laughs> in maintaining his friendship with him than building a champion. I agree. It is Tim's fault that Jamal tore his ACL. That dude, is I, all Tim. <laughs> it's so fault. true too. Like man, like uh, Tim Conley just loves hanging out with Will Barton. Dude, that they're always just hanging out. It's like, it like dipshits. <laughs> they in the came chat to the bar together. Like, all, man, at like every show that yeah. I call. Man, we're really wasting Jokic's uh, time because they can't, they can't build a team around him. Like they put Jamal Murray around know, him, Michael Porter Jr. That's the thing that sucks is this is all those teams like they just played the fully formed Timberwolves and yeah. barely lost. Right, and will maybe finish with a better record than them. It just sucks. Yeah. Draw conclusions at your own peril. Add Monte to the list of guys that brought it tonight. From Let's Joe go. Olympic he was, in, he was on the list. He was on the list. That so could have come in earlier. Monte was on the list. Yeah, it might have come in earlier. Bones seems like the heir apparent for Barton, but can we really, can we really trust a Murray Bones backcourt on defense? What's the long-term answer? Bones wasn't terrible on defense tonight. But this, He's getting I get, better. I yeah. get this question, though. Go ahead, Dan. There's no way you could put him and, and put them together as a starter or just playing, uh, like, a lot of minutes. I think it's just going to be too difficult. You already give up a lot of defense already, so like, it. W- I think it would even be even worse defensively. But I mean, you make up for it on offense. You could give it a try. I, I don't. I don't see it long term working. I don't. I dude. I, I. I am not willing to put a cap on anything that Bones Highland can do. Like <laughs> I respect. I that. just see him getting better and better and smarter and more savvy and like. He, like early on, he was a complete turnstile, terrible on defense. Like people would say that, like, "Oh, he can shoot." Like he's awful. On de- he's not awful on defense anymore. Like he's, I don't know. Like, a lot of and a lot of defense in the NBA not only is just sort of understanding when you're supposed to make the switches and uh, the procedural stuff, but just being able to stay in front of guys, as we saw tonight. And he's got quick feet. Going to the NBA as a rookie is like you're taking like. Calculus and you're taking math yes. and, and science and and every every other subject and, and all this and it's like Bones is like a plus in biology. He's got an A plus <laughs> in, yeah, in literature. He's got an A plus all this and like you know his geography is struggling right now and people are like he sucks in geography. It's like hey get a tutor. He's he's like there's so much being thrown at him right now and the fact that the what he's absorbed has actually been way more impressive than what he hasn't yet fully. He just needs to get a to. wristband that he looks down and says stay in front of your guy. Also aggregate <laughs> length can add up to more than like I'm saying, two or dude. three guys like individual I, defensive I, prowess. I, I, and Bones I'm, is long. Yeah, I'm not willing to write off Bones anything. Bones has can accomplish in the NBA, but but to the point to the point of that question, we were talking about getting a legit stopper at two at one point. 
And to this point, that's not how you describe them. Well, here's one thing I'll say. Offense and defense are are tied together. We think of them as two different subjects, but they are not. And in fact, it's even more important to say that offense and defense affect the other team's offense and defense. And what I mean by that is one of the things that sucked about the Sun series last year is the Nuggets could not attack from the guard spots, Booker and Chris Paul, which means Booker and Chris Paul got to relax, take time off, and, let, and then just attack on the other end. If you force a player like uh, like a Chris Paul or a Devin Booker to guard Bones Highland on pick and roll, run through pick and roll yep. after pick and roll and screen and screen, yep. all of a sudden they're not making as many shots. So some of this is Denver put up 130 points tonight without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. I have a pretty good confidence that with Bones Highland, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Jokic, like that team might just put up 130 every single night. And now other teams have to decide, do we go to a more defensive lineup? And all of a sudden, Bones isn't guarding the other team's best offensive players. Right. He's guarding their defensive lineups right. to make it match. Right, so right, right. these things have ripple effects. Timo says, or Timo, Timo, we played a good offensive game, but man, sometimes I don't even blame the defense. The refs are really weird with Denver. They let teams beat up on us on offense, then call tic-tac fouls against us. This was a, a physical game. I think it was hard to officiate. You know, Towns was in foul trouble. And if you are a Timberwolves fan, while I think that they were fouls on Towns, they were also fouls of, like, positioning. It's almost like Jokic plays judo out there. He gets guys off balance and then, like, takes them down. So, I, I mean, look, there were some bad calls tonight. There were some things I didn't understand. The backcourt was the one that I just really didn't understand. But I did, to me, it's not a story. It's not a story. CeeLo uh, says, on the one hand, we lose vibes bad, Barton bad, sad face. On the other hand, it took a comedy of errors, mistakes for Minnesota squeak by. I think we're fine. The perimeter defense isn't fine, though. Some of the, yeah. That's the thing that I can't. Like, I will listen. I'll swing the other way. Like, they come back and they look great the next game. I'm going to be out here pointing out how many games they've won, yeah. how good this team is. But the perimeter defense is something we can't just wash away. Yeah. What else? Uh, Jones says, Adam nailed it. All Man, right. You next hear this? Next Super Chat. Jones, hold on. We got something good <laughs> you here. You spent $20 to say something $20. Adam, Adam said nailed it. Man. All right. I'm going to say this in my best <laughs> Adam nailed it. Adam he nailed it. He said he was an idiot, and he was, was right about that. Was at the game behind the Nuggets bench, and Barton seems checked out. Oh, man, this is what I nailed? Fuck. When we need him to be locked in, playoffs are coming, and we need the throwback. Look, man, I honestly I just think, I think he's going through something. The thrill I really is do. going. The thrill has definitely gone, man. It's lost from his face. I, I, I'm worried. I, I'm worried about my guy, Will. DJ, another one, says, TC should have known in 2018 that perimeter D would be critical to building a champion. Making friends more important, though. Bro, what the shit are hey, you talking about? Hey, keep throwing about? us more money, DJ, for these <laughs> terrible takes. We'll keep taking it. Uh, Andy says, why did we guard Pat Bev like he was Steph Curry? Not the reason we lost, but that guy is never supposed to have a good game. I mean, to me, yeah, maybe they're playing too tight on him. I don't... You should also just be able to guard a guy. He's freaking yeah. six foot one. You should just be able to like push into him and still play defense. And when's the last can't. time a guard just moved their feet and sealed the drive? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. We needed Lonzo so bad. I'm telling you guys, God damn Lonzo it. Ball. That's who Denver needed. God damn it. J Rock says, super bad. The five fifty five is for Will. Sorry, vote. I'm done with Willie B. At the bar, drowning my <laughs> sorrows know. in Red Bull. Derp. Drowning it. Are you at the bar? Yeah, I don't even see you. My fault. Also, we sell latest. alcohol. That's the, yeah, I was about to say, there's better drinks. Yeah, I want to go to bed after this. Uh, Jocelyn <laughs> Joe says. Clem. Joe, <laughs> I know, Joe Clem says. Hey, guys, do NBA teams have team psychologists? 
This is a good question. Honestly, they do. I mean, we've had it's been a while since I've had Dr. Travis Heath on, but for a while he was a psychologist <laughs> yep. that advised the Denver Nuggets. It, absolutely, I think it's important. The team does have it. I don't know how much the Nuggets utilize those types of things. I don't know. It's a good question, though. DJ, another one. Let's go. Sorry for negativity. That's Nug life equals alcohol. Right, also remember enough, the Yoke coverage after Game Three versus Utah Wind and his Jennifer Lawrence meme equals disrespect. What was the Jennifer Lawrence meme? I don't, I don't remember this know, one. That's so you have a greater memory even while drunk than I would. But DJ, me. hey man, hey, we don't blame you. It's hey, all love. It's honestly, all love. honestly, it's all love. DJ. Don't hate each other. Don't go on the Twitter and hate people. You guys can throw your hate here. We'll take it. Especially oh, if you pay. bring it if on, pay. dude. If you pay, you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, bring it, bring DJ, it on. You can DJ, write on the DJ, back. DJ, you're still our people, man. Yeah, dude. Or if you want to see us in person, you want to write "fuck you" on the back of a dollar and throw it at us. Yeah, we'll also take that. We'll do anything for a dollar. Hope someone does. And Steve says that sucked. Go Nuggets, Steve. You're right. You're you are the man, poet. dude. What a you Nobody gets it like Steve. We no a, one. We spent like an hour Steve. and a half, and he got that in four words. Yeah. We, there, there is a bright note to end on. The Lakers lost. My God. Oh, the Lakers yes. lost again. Hey. Uh, what they've uh, done all year. Well, well. here's why it matters. That's so funny, man. Here's why it matters. So the Lakers now it, one game behind San Antonio. So I'm just throwing out a little hypothetical here. The Nuggets win on Sunday. They fall two games behind San Antonio. The Nuggets lose to San Antonio on Tuesday. They might fall three games behind San Antonio. Like Denver might be able to make that last game of the season or whatever a non-game for the Nuggets. So um, it is it is a little bit of a big thing that the, the Lakers could be eliminated from the playoffs by the time that last game rolls around. How the hell are we not drinking downstairs yet? Are we still on the goddamn show? We're on the goddamn show. Everybody, Jesus thanks for Christ. hanging with us. Early game on <laughs> Sunday, 1.30. You can come to the DNVR bar and watch it. A little matinee. Actually... We need to make sure Darren knows there's a game at 1.30. I just realized that. It was a buzzer beater? Wow, $2 super chat. Two hateful dollars. Yeah! Fuck you, Patrick. Let's go. (laughs) Hit that like button on the way out. 1.30. It'll get better, maybe. (laughs) Let's go.